a spirit is nothing more than a person without a body. So they have to have a body to inhabit. You know, and they come from somewhere that you can't see. The spirit world is real, more real than people can imagine. They have to have a flesh to fulfill their perverted, wicked, nefarious perversities of life. Everybody's looking for their spiritual guide. Everybody's trying to connect with the spiritual realm. While at the same time, the church simply says miracles don't exist. Angels don't exist. Demons don't exist. My friends, something is wrong. The number one demon that needs to be cast out of the church is the demon of religion. You're sleeping with somebody outside of marriage. You're lusting, you're watching porn, you're beating your wife when nobody's looking. You come to church looking all great and stuff, walking around, but you were just out there yelling at your wife, calling her a B word and all that stuff. And some of you, no offense, but you're in here now. And you ain't manifested yet because you refuse to repent and lose your dignity. That's going to kick the door in and tell the devil, let my people go. You see, redemption and salvation is for the lost. Deliverance is to set the captives free. Deliverance is for the people of God. Deliverance is for the church. I thought it was clairvoyant. I did tarot cards. I'm talking the new age thing. I had psychic friends. I thought it was psychic. I'm here to call this culture to Jesus Christ and cast out demons. Because these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. rewind guys <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, five of us, T Boy time. Yeah. We them boys. Finally. Yeah. We them boys. Boys. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. We them boys. Hold on. We them boys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We making noise. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Your boy Red Blue here. Hard work, dedication, be their motivation. I'm gonna be their motivation. Hard work and dedication. I'm talking to them, y'all. Red Blue in the house, motivation. And the one and only No Flow 80s Retro, right here, baby. Okay, that's right. That's it. Got the glory. Just a man and his will to survive. It's the. What is it? It's the eye of the tiger, baby. That's what it is. There you go. That's right, baby. It's the eye of the tiger. Man, talk talk about being beat up, man. You know what? We should just call we should just call it quits here. I'm telling you, today's been Oh a- man. I gotta I gotta go ahead. You know what? I can't even get this camera working. You know <laughs> Let me give me a second. This guy has a no. mess over here. Uh, hey man. No, I got it. I got it. I had it under, under control there. Yeah, I look like it. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a mess we have today, huh? All right, all right, we got. It was working fine. Why am I hearing you? Right, hold it down. All right, there. Okay. All right, let's hope that that works there okay, for that you. That should work. All right. I got you on the camera pretty good. Let me bring you up a little bit. <laughs> right up there. Okay, you're on the camera just fine. Ladies and gentlemen, this is live television there. Right, no, no, not live television. Yeah, no, not live television. What are you? Uh, live radio. Live radio. You're too much. You're too much, bro. All right, so I got to get a question out of the way first before we get started here. Okay, yeah, we'll get started. Yeah, absolutely. All right, did you get my? Uh, did you get my Instagram? Uh, 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 what notification there? You got to go. Did 
You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about because I'm not even listening. Well, that, okay. All right. So here goes. All right. I sent you an Instagram notification there for you to go ahead and help me win a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get a picture with Sylvester Stallone at the steps of Rocky. And by the way, Henry, if you're listening, I did the same thing for you, too. And Brother Fitz, if you're listening to me there, I did the same thing there. So you all need to go ahead and help me with this because I got to get three people to go ahead and sign up there for Sly Stallone Shop there to go ahead and get a chance to win a picture with the one and only Sly Stallone. All right? Nice. There you go. I just had to go ahead and throw that out there. Well, it's nice to know that you took it to me. I am sorry that I have not been paying attention to it. I've been like super busy. So I am sorry about that. I understand. Forgiven, forgiven. Okay, so. All right. Man, so talk about talk about busy technical difficulties. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So here goes. You know what we're gonna do right now at this moment? We are going to go ahead and proclaim. And we always do this every week. We do this. Why do we do this? Because we've got to let all of heaven know and hell know and the earth in between know that Jesus Christ, Christ is Lord. Lord. Jesus is Lord, period. Is he Lord over just a part of your life? No, he is Lord over all of your life. He is Lord over every bit of it there that concerns you. And that includes uh, that includes your health. That includes your, your finances, your mind, your spirit, soul, your body, every bit of that there. God wants you to walk in wholeness in every single one of those areas in your life there. And so guess what? You got to make him Lord of all. We're not at all. So I choose to go ahead and make him Lord of all. I choose to, to, to declare that Jesus Christ is Lord over all of my life, every bit of it there. And every and I want him to have every bit of access to everything about me. So we're going to go ahead and declare oh, yes. it again. Yes, yes, yes. Because, because the word of God says that every knee shall bow and tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So I'm going to do it on this side of earth and not the other side there where it's too late for me to go ahead and repent for the record here's how this is you are going to go ahead and acknowledge that jesus christ is lord whether you are saved or not you can acknowledge him on earth and accept him on earth here and and bow the knee to his lordship or you're going to be uh or uh, and if you do that on earth you'll do that in heaven if you don't do that on earth you'll do that in hell you would hear that clearly. So let's declare that Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah to the glory of God the Father there. And so it's going to be an awesome night because you know what? We're going to be talking about being set free and not being slaves anymore. So absolutely, absolutely, man. Set free. That's a big topic. It's something we all can be involved in. Uh, this, oh, here we go. The cameras are working. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord, for, for, for interceding and making this happen. We are now all the way live. Cameras are up. Volume is up. Everything's up. Oh, my goodness gracious. What a struggle that was. Hey, well, you know, it just makes it uh, look just proves that we're real we're not here to you know we're not here to be something that we're not that's the thing about it guys i, I wanted to let you guys know that we're live this is live radio this is live web tv you know everything you're seeing hearing is us directly to you it happens in real time so you know 
Um, there are complications, difficulties that happen. We're already almost 20 minutes in the show and just get the cameras up. It happens <laughs> that way. Uh, it's kind of interesting to watch, though. I tell you, you know, it's uh, it, uh, but hey, it's uh, it's reality. This is what life is all about there. We got to deal with the bumps and the bruises and we got to deal with everything in between there. So absolutely. Uh, Phone lines are open, guys. You want to you want to uh, Oh, Henry uh, responded on on YouTube. I got you, bro. <laughs> Henry, bro, I knew you would. You had to hook me up like that, man. Okay, brother? Absolutely, so. guys, man. Okay, so phone lines are open. 833-586-6218. It's on your screen. Um, it scrolls on the bottom. Push zero to go live with us. Phone lines are open. That is right there on the screen again. Uh, let us know. Give us a call. Um, be a part of the house party. Um, every, you know, Thank you for tuning in. 21.8 Amplitude. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of our live show on Wednesday nights. I know we, uh, we also... Uh, you know, we re-air this Fridays and Mondays. The following Friday and Monday, we re-air this. Um, shout out to all the listeners worldwide who listen to us from Germany to the Middle East, to Canada, to Mexico. I want to do a big shout out to my one and only brother from another mother, DJ G Bless. Man, he's supposed to, he's said he's gonna be tuning in tonight. Much love to you, dog. Thank you so much for your Monday night mayhem, 9 p.m. He comes on and and rocks the house Monday nights. So you mentioned South, you mentioned Middle East. Do we really have people living uh, listening to us in the, yeah, in the Middle East? Yeah, Germany. You got England. You got Saudi Arabia. Of course you do. Well, Saudi Arabia is in the Middle East, there, but not Germany and England. Okay, I'm not being I'm not being gen- uh, <laughs> That's Middle East to me. Okay, <laughs> knucklehead. No, that's Europe. Germany is in Europe. Okay, are you okay. being? I, I, <laughs> you got to be Pacific. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, because kind of like if you get on the plane there and you say you would go to the Middle East, you're not going to end up in England and you're not going to end up in Germany. Okay. The, better the, okay. The east side of the Atlantic Atlantic Ocean. How about that? The east side of the Atlantic Ocean. You can't get it wrong that way. All right. Okay. We'll go with that there. Okay. Fantastic, man. So. So we so no, no flow proclaimed. Shout out to, shout out to Miss Melanie, wherever you may be out there doing your thing. We love you. We haven't heard from you in a very long time. Definitely chime in if you get a chance to. Miss Melanie, we want to hear from you. And James, we want to hear from you too, brother. James, give us a call. Let us know you uh, you're out there. No, we, we we've been t- we've been messaging every so often. Um, a lot of interesting stuff he comes up with and talks about. Uh, definitely want to chime in and, and 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 talk with him about some stuff. I want to go ahead and add one thing that James uh, sent to me there via <laughs> via. Uh, uh, was no. Uh, you know what? What are you talking about? James is uh, James is into uh, you know he's uh, he he talks about UFOs. Okay. Okay. And uh, it, uh, oh yeah yeah you know what if, uh, I got to mention our brother Henry again. Henry sent us something about uh, about uh, how they're they're going ahead and and positioning the world. They're trying to indoctrinate the world to believe that as Christians, when we get raptured up, that. UFOs are, are are going to be the ones that are going to take us there. And I think Henry posted something that said if uh, if uh, all of a sudden the Christians go missing, UFOs didn't go ahead and get us. Uh, UFOs didn't take us there. And also too, I'd like to go ahead and say also too, along with that, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Okay, there he goes. So UFOs are not going to take us. Really, and Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Okay, are we, are we reliving that again? The, the Epstein I, thing. It just. It flowed with it there. UFOs are not going to. Okay. T- UFOs okay. didn't take us, and Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill us. Didn't kill check, himself. Check this out, okay? If you're not, if you haven't been living under a rock for the last century, okay, okay, five years maybe, okay, we're being conditioned to embrace AI, artificial intelligence, 
and aliens who are being conditioned. Right, we are. Okay, is all flowing that direction. Why is that? Because when the rapture does happen, all of a sudden a whole bunch of people go missing. They have an they have an uh, an alibi to it. They can say, "Oh well, the aliens did it." You know that Nanu Nanu happened, guys. You understand this, okay? The rapture is God, Jesus taking His people up with Him. Okay, there's nothing to do with aliens. Nothing to do. I mean, it is a it is an extraterrestrial thing if you think about it. Yes, I understand what James is talking about. When you talk about something that's not human, it is extraterrestrial. It's it's a it's a it's a spiritual thing. Religion religion tend, tends to call it spiritual. The the natural world we live in call it extraterrestrial. It's like coincidence and God moving. All right, the world calls it a coincidence. We call it just a blessing. But God just made it happen. God, God, God did did it right the way He did it. Okay, just it's just a philosophy situation. Okay, so is God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, all that an extraterrestrial thing? In words of the world, you can call it that. Yeah. Okay. I can. I, I see where you're going with that. In the in the in the church world, it's called the Holy Spirit. It's called divine intervention. Okay. However you call it, it's still the same thing. The only thing different is God and Allah. God and Allah are two entirely different things. Yes, Allah means God in a different in that language, but that's not meaning the same God. It, it God is there's only one God. Okay, like there's only one Jesus. There's only one Holy Spirit. Okay, so you guys get into all this wording and stuff like that, man. It all boils down to the Holy Spirit anyway. If you're not letting the Holy Spirit do His job, and in, in your in your micromanaging Holy Spirit, you wonder why you get confusion. Confusion comes when the Holy Spirit brings no confusion. So when you're talking about the Word, you're talking about God, you're talking about these things, you're not talking about confusion. Holy Spirit has no confusion. So if you're confused about the Word of God, I would enlist the Holy Spirit. I would talk with the Holy Spirit, pray to Him, have Him have Him reveal what you need to be revealed. And if you have a Bible that's way too complicated, get an uncomplicated Bible. You don't have to read a KJV. You don't have to read an Amplified. You know, as much as I hate to admit it, you're right. Okay. You know, there, there are ch- <laughs> there are children out there. Thank you. There are kids out there who do not understand the KJV. You're absolutely right. Okay. So when they ask me, Reverend Blue, Rev Blue, what do you think? Of- Can you let me finish that? Uh, no, no. I, I was going to let you finish. Okay. I, okay, I, okay, okay. I was going to let you finish there. If you ask me what Bible a child should be able to read, I would tell you, I would refer to NIV to you. I would do that because it's so simplistic. It's easy to understand. And the second one, I would say, if they if the NIV becomes a little too easy, go to the NKJV. There's one step low, which is the NIV, and then there's a whole bunch of mid-grade, mid-grade Bibles. NASB, uh, NKJV, and the list goes on. ESV, NASB, uh, NET, CSB, Christian Standard Bible, the New Living Translation, the New English Translation, the English uh, Standard Version, there's a whole bunch of them that are mid-grade. And then you get your top grade, whether you want a KJV, which is extremely poetic, or you get the Amplify, which is extremely wordy. One of the two, that's, to- that's top grade, okay? 
But this, but when people say, oh, you have to read a certain version that God only works through a certain version, that's a bunch of nonsense. God works through a, a cell phone. True. Okay, you can your cell phone right here. My cell phone, okay? True. You pull up an app, you pull up a version of the Bible, God is still speaking through this thing. It's not the what you read it from, it's the combination of what you read it in. Okay? Let, let's just clear this thing up right now before we get into the Word of God, okay? It's not the device in which you read the Word. It's the combination of the Holy Spirit in the words and the combination of words that bring the, the salvation to you, okay? So, if you read it from your phone, tablet, computer, anywhere else, or... Where is it at? Or the Word of God. Amen. The Lord works through any of these. It's not the device or what you read it from, it's what you read and the Holy Spirit working in the combination. Okay? So when you read the Word of God, pray, ask the Holy, Holy Spirit to intervene, and what you do is this. All oh, the old school sound of the Bible opening. Oh. Okay? And here you go. The Word of God. Okay? Word of God. What happens is you, you go through the Word of God like this, and what happens? You start popping up all kinds of highlights. Because back in the day, we read the Word of God, we used to highlight scriptures. We had to highlight it. We had to actually have a pen in our hand. Pen in the hand, which yes. you see over in this, on this side here. You'll see a, you see a highlighter, and you see a pen over here on this side. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. These right here were tools you used to do this in the Word. You'd mark it. You write notes in your Bible. You would highlight and underline scriptures so you'd know what you were talking about and speaking about and reading. And the Holy Spirit would reveal it to you. He would give you revelation about what you're reading. Okay? So I'm going to give you a little something that's, go that's going to really trip your trigger. Okay? You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. Let's do it. So, <sighs> so, UMO, the House of Pentecost built, ministries, we have a we have a way of putting our theology called Pentecost theology. What Pentecost theology is, it's the triunity God meter. Okay, depending on where you're at in your life, you'll know where the meter hits. Whether you're you're only stuck on God, whether you're only stuck on Jesus's attributes, and if you even touch the Holy Spirit to begin with. Okay, the the God meter gives you a temperature gauge on which where you're at. Are you, are you only on God? Is God the only thing you deal with? Do you deal with Jesus? Only his attributes? Or do you deal with his divine intervention of him? Do you deal with his signs and miracles? The fact that you're a good person, you think of others? Or do you do, or you go all the way to the Holy Spirit and you deal, deal with accountability, discernment, discretion, love, patience, and all the other things the Holy Spirit does for you? You will know, depending on the God meter, where you're at and what you need to work on. Wonderful thing is, is me and Mr. Henry were talking. Shout out to you, Mr. Henry. Love you, buddy. And we came up with something that was really special. And that's called the French braid of the word. And what that means is that when you read the word of God, when you read the word of God, okay, what you do is you take the word of God, take the Holy Spirit. And you French braid them together. If you do that, you will have no issues with interpretation. 
There will be no miss. No miss at all. Why? Because when the Holy Spirit is French braided with the Word of God, the interpretation is evident. There is no miss. Okay? Get what I'm saying? So the Word alone is not going to change anything. The Spirit alone just gets you there. Take the Spirit, the Word, French braid them. What do you get? You get infallible, discretion-interpreted Holy Spirit Word of God. And that's uh, the Word of God says that the Spirit and the Word uh, are agree and they are one. So when so with the, when you when you put the Spirit of when you put the Spirit of the Lord with the Word of God there, you get an agreement there that goes one on one there. So when you read the Word, let the Holy Spirit. Uh, when, when you read the word there, let the Holy Spirit speak to you there and let the Holy Spirit minister that uh, minister through the word. And then you'll find there that the spirit and the word agree. They come together. And that's where that changes your life there. That's where that's where the seed that's planted in your heart there comes alive and you get the, and you become who uh, who God has called you to do, uh, called you to be there. Now, remember this. OK, just let me, let me put this like this. OK, when you read God's word. And the and uh, and you ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the word to you there. When you read His word there, it gets put into your heart as a seed, and that seed is to create the image of. We are all created in the in, in the image of God, but uh, so but that is that seed there gets planted inside of you there, so that your spirit man comes alive and becomes all that you're called to be in Christ. So when the word gets in there. And when the word cultivates and it grows and it, and it and you cultivate that word inside of you, you read that word, you put it inside of you there, it cultivates your heart, it changes your mind, it changes the way you think, it changes what you what uh, how you feel, and all of a sudden you become you start to find yourself becoming that word person there who is who is uh, uh, being motivated by the word spoken into you. Just picture this that. The word, when you open up the word there, it's God speaking into your spirit. It's what God is speaking to you directly there. Get, uh, let me. I want to see your Bible for a minute there. Can you show me? Can you bring it to me here? I can't do this with a cell phone. So I'm going to do this right here. All right. Now, this is something that, again, I have not heard for a while until Dan. Uh, oops. I almost said it. I almost, I almost said it. Boy blue. Rev blue. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you recognizing. Uh, oh, okay. You know what? Let's just let's just. Uh, all right. You sent me a text this morning there saying that our fans wanted to see my ordination card. Yeah, that part. That would be nice to see. Okay. I am. He's predictable though. I am going to admit. Okay. I completely forgot to bring it. This All right, guy, this guy forgot forgot to bring. I his... forgot to bring it. I I did. Why isn't that just in your wallet? Do you know how thick my wallet got? With one, I had with one, everything in with there. One card. I took it out because I got a new wallet. Okay, so do, so how long ago did you get a new wallet? I was a couple of months ago. You're telling me even to this month to this moment, if a new wallet, you still forgot to put your minister's card in there? I I did. Yes, man. I did. Priorities. Okay, I did. I bet you didn't forget to put your credit card in there. 
No, because I can't pay for groceries there with my ordination card. Yeah, but you, but man, from what I understand, man, ministry is your number one thing, buddy. Look, whether I have the ordination card or not, I'm still a minister. And you understand my point, though. Don't get don't get all kind of technical <laughs> with me. You know my point. Wait, I still minister. It don't matter where I'm at. It doesn't matter. That's the th- one thing that we got to bring across. To listen to every person that is out there listening at this moment right now. You all are ministers, whether or not you actually have the physical copy in your hand there that's been uh, that's been recognized by your church or by your organization, or anything like that. You are a minister. You're a minister in the workplace. You're a minister at the, at the, at your school. You're a minister at the grocery store. You're a minister paying bills. Everywhere you go there, you are a minister. You represent Jesus Christ. And so... Okay, let's just, since we're addressing this, let's go down this road for a minute, for one minute. Okay. <laughs> Nothing ever goes down. We don't ever go down a road for just one minute on yeah, a, no, uh, okay. in this show here. Not, okay. Not, so let's just forget that. Okay. So I still have your Bible and I'm still going to prove my point, but go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I don't know what point you're trying to prove, but anyway, anyway, my point is, is this, okay? Yes. I used to be almost 100% about that. Um, I have, I was had a, I guess a rebellious spirit. Like I could do what I want when I want, you know, I don't need a card for it. And there are some things moving forward that we're going to be involved with that that's going to be actually a pretty important piece of it. Okay. I've already seen things happen in our favor having it. You know, God moved in ways to make things happen because I have my my credentials. I didn't believe it myself until it happened. Okay. So what I'm saying to you guys is this. Yes, if you have the word of God in your heart and you're and you let the Holy Spirit do his thing, yes, you are a minister of the gospel no matter where you're at. You're absolutely right. However, on an official level, when you're trying to make moves, trying to do things that are going to be different than just being a plain minister, right? Credentials do have a factor in it. True. And government, official business, they do recognize credentials. And in some cases there they won't go ahead and do certain things there if you don't have them. Exactly. However, my point is, is that there are things you and Mo is going to be doing moving forward that that's going to be a real help. That's going to make life easier for us. God's going to show favor in some areas. Okay. But anyway, I want to make sure everyone knew that, knew that we are on an official level. We do have those things in place. And, and it's good to have those things there because, again, there's certain things that we can do and we cannot do there when we have those things there uh, in our possession there or if, or if we didn't. So it's it's more uh, it's more or less for the convenience of being able to go ahead and preach the gospel uh, without any type of restrictions there and also to there being able to go ahead and meet government quote, uh, government uh, requirements there to mm-hmm. be able to go ahead and go and do yeah. certain things there. So that's the important part of Absol- it. There. Absolutely. So minister just do your do what god's put on your heart and minister go out there and do your thing um god will open doors make things happen and show you favor in the ministry regardless of what you're doing okay you're i hear the zipping what do you what are you going to share before we get into our baseline so whenever we open up the word of god i want you to remember this all right here goes as i said to you before god god speaks 
Okay, and when God speaks there, there are seeds that are planted in your heart and your mind and your spirit that are that are designed. Just like when a person uh, plants an apple seed, all right, then an apple is supposed to grow from that seed. If it's watered properly and taken care of properly there, then it's going to grow ahead and become an apple. Uh, it's going to, you're going to produce apples. Mm-hmm. So when God speaks, listen, here, I got, you got to hear this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. When God speaks to you, that is a seed that goes into your heart, gets planted. And if you water it, and if you take care of it, it will produce after its own kind. Are you ready for this? That means that when you take the word, you are taking a part of God inside of you. And he's putting it inside of you. He's taking a piece of him, that seed of him, and he's putting it inside of you there. And before you know it there, as you think upon it, as you act upon it, as you speak upon it there, you will find yourself becoming this word. You will find yourself moving in this word. You will find yourself in a place of miracles and power and and and, and manifestations there of, of supernatural power and strength there. You'll find yourself declaring things, speaking things, hallelujah, that over your life there that months ago you may not have because now the words got inside of you there and it's taken you over. And now you're starting to think like it, act like it, speak like it there and move like it there. And see, that's what God's Spirit does. That's what the Spirit of the Lord does there. It puts it inside of you there. It's the seed of God planted inside of you. Now, so when you open up this word, this is what it's going to look like to you. This is God's mouth, God's mouth speaking to you right here. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right? Here it goes. This is it right here. Is it good on the camera there? I can't Yeah, tell. yeah you're, good. you're good. Here it goes. This is God's mouth speaking to you. Mm. Do not, do not neglect it. Do not ignore it. Do not, I, I do not turn your ear off to it there. Open it, receive it. Receive it into your heart and you start to speak it. And before you know it, okay, you're going to carry the same power that God had when he spoke the worlds into existence. Because it's the same seed that goes that God that comes out of God's mouth that created the worlds. It's the same seed that goes into you to where you can speak it there. And before you know it there, you can start speaking those things forward and they'll become reality to you there in Jesus' name. Why? Because this word has gotten inside of you. This word has come alive inside of you there. This word has come, has been, has been birthed inside of you. So I tell you right now, I tell you, no matter how young or old you are, open the word. Say, Jesus, speak to me. Jesus, talk to me through this word. And when he does that, it will become alive to you like you've never had it come alive to you before there. I remember the first time I ever, I ever, when I, when I ever ministered there, I remember the first time there where all I did was just speak the word and God started moving and doing things in a great and mighty way. So when you got it wrapped up inside of you there, when it's inside of you and it's living there right here in this heart, when those things come up to you all of a sudden and a moment's notice there and all of a sudden 
things that are not expected happen to you, you know how to react. Because you can react according to the word. Why? Because it's inside of you. It's living in there. I'm starting to, listen, I, I have no intention of, I, I wasn't planning on saying this at all. But you know, when the Holy Ghost moves, you gotta move with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen to that. Rosanda Bakande. Yes. Ataba Sunday. Ribaba Sonda Bakayama. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. I'll listen to you right now, young man, young, young woman. I'll tell you another thing that God's word says about says this. He says, How do I not sin against God? How do I not how do I how do I keep my way straight? And you know what the word God says? By hiding the word in your heart, by putting it in your heart. How do I not sin against God? You put your word, you put that word inside of him. So then when that other, when so when Satan comes along and says, hey, come on, man, you know, let's do this. You go right to the word and you say, listen, man, that ain't what the word says. Mm-hmm. That ain't what the word says. No, 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 no. How I hide my I hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Mm-hmm. That's in Psalms 119. I believe it's 119.11. Okay? So, young man, young woman, you're listening to me here. You want to know how to go ahead and make sure that you, that you don't fall into the trap of the enemy? You got to go ahead and you got to get that word inside of you, brother, my sister. You got to do it. You got to let it become alive inside of you, man. And that will keep you, that will keep you from falling. You build your life upon the word of God. You build your life upon the relationship that you have with Jesus. And you will become, you will find that you have the strength to be able to overcome anything that comes your way. Man. Amen. That's good stuff right there, bro. Yeah, I like that illustration. Though. I like the whole Bible illustration. That was really good, man. I, I actually did that. That was that was pretty pretty profound. Hallelujah, man! I've uh, uh, you know what you ever so often some shots, ever, ever so often there was some shots fired on that one, bro. <laughs> Come on now, man. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. So, on that, here we are going to literally go into the baseline. What is the baseline today? Be set free be set free obviously by the promotion you see on the screen and what you've seen through social media you know that we deal with a lot of bondage a lot of yokes a lot of issues guys gosh how many issues you deal with knowingly or unknowingly or you know you take it you put it on the cross and it comes back these demons know how to finagle their way off the cross and revisit revisit you it's a very common thing happens to a lot of people um but be set free out of galatians 5 1 okay says this walk by the spirit it was for freedom that christ set us free completely liberating us therefore keep standing firm and do it do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery which you once removed Christ set you free. Christ set you free on the cross. When he died on the cross, that was the end of it. All debt was paid. That was the cash register right there on the cross. Okay? You opened it up, paid the debt. 
past, present, and future. Okay? What, what do we get for that payment? Grace. God's redemption at Christ's expense. Grace. That's the payment. That is what you get in return. Okay? Do you get a receipt for that payment? The word of God. That's the receipt. You can always go back and look at what he did. What he used to pay. Okay? That's, if you want to put it in those type of words, that is exactly what it is. He paid, the Bible is the receipt, and grace is what you give for his payment. Now, what do you do with that? Set free. Be set free. What do you do with that? Do you sit there and you do you do you ponder at the cross? Do you sit at the cross? Do you walk around the cross? Do you cry at the cross? No. It's paid. He got taken off the cross. He got put in a tomb. Holy Spirit resurrected him into full body. He walked around for 50 days in a full body trying to convince everyone, hey, I'm here. He was set free. Why aren't we? Why do we ponder in things that we know are not going to get us to the next page? Why do we not flow? Why do we not move forward in our faith? Is, every, is everything God's fault? Is everything Christ's fault? Anything, all the mistakes you make and all the bondage and yoke that you deal with, is it all Christ's fault? Nope. Are the choices you make his fault? Nope. Do we have a tendency of blaming God and Jesus for everything that goes wrong? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. that, is a, that is a true statement there, my friend. The problem of us is why we're not set free is that we don't we don't know how to receive freedom. We're used to religion. We're, we're used to rules. We're not used to freedom. Okay? Freedom is not on that cross. Freedom is the, the cross is the payment. Freedom is him resurrecting. Christianity is based in the resurrection. Like Big No Flow here says, Old Testament Christ concealed, New Testament Christ revealed. Okay, so if I remember right, when Christ gave his life on that cross, they took him off the cross, right? They did. And they took his body and they put it into a tomb, right? They did. Oh boy, my microphone. Give me a second. Go ahead. They did. They took him off the they took him off the cross, then they put him in the grave, and then he went down into hell, beat up on the devil, and then rose up from the grave there. And then not only that, but he took captivity captive. And he went ahead and he and he gave gifts on high. That's right. He rose up. He went up, he rose, he rose from the dead, mm -hmm. okay, and he's now, he is now the eternal high priest there that continuously intercedes for us there on our behalf. That's, and he, that's and, right. And, you know, uh, just uh, just a little bit of an off the subject here for, mm -hmm. uh, for just a moment there. I want you to think about this. Look here. If there's nobody else that's praying for you today, if there's nobody else that's reaching out to you today, I want to tell you that if you're within the sound of my voice right now, I could say this with the surety there that Jesus Christ is praying for you. Now, listen, my prayers may fail because I'm human. All right. Red Blue's pray, uh, 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 prayers may fail because he's human. Mm -hmm. uh oh, but wait a minute. Train stops. 
when it comes to the Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. His prayers don't fail, baby. Nope. I'm going to tell you right now, his prayers don't fail. Nope, they don't. You trust in the praying Savior that just as much as you know that he saved your soul, just as much as you know that he's born, that you are born again through his blood, and just as much as you know that you're making heaven your home there because you love him and you serve him, guess what? All right? Then just as much as any of those there, just as much, you need to know that what he is praying for you, praying over you, as the eternal high priest there forever interceding on your behalf will come to pass. All right. And so you just take your, you take your trust in that. You take your faith in that. You, you put your hope in that right there, that Jesus Christ is going to be manifest in your life there. And all the things that he's praying for you have come, will come to pass. So did he stay in the, did he stay on the cross? No. Did he stay in the grave? No. Nope, nope. He nope. rose from them. Okay. That's right. He rose from it. So, so we should be in a different place. Shouldn't we? We should be walking in the resurrection power. That's what we should be walking in. Yeah, we should be walking in the resurrection power. <laughs> and did, did I just turn the printer on? I think you did. <laughs> this guy. Okay. Well, hey, okay. I just moved. I don't know what I did. You opened the lid. Oh, did I? All right, you See, go. Close the lid. There we All go. Right, there we go. This guy. Uh, okay, so. All right. Let's make this very clear. Don't stay on the cross. There's, there, there is no forward movement staying on the cross. Okay, so if you pay for something in the store, are you going to stay at the register? Nope. I didn't do it this time. No, it's just. It's, okay. <laughs> Knucklehead. <laughs> so, you go to a store. Are you going to stay at the register when you put the money in? No. Are you going to stay at the register for the whole day? No. You're moving on, right? We're going to go on, yes. Right. So, you're taking whatever goods you have that you bought with your money, whether it's card or cash, and you're moving on and using it for whatever tend you use it for, right? True. Okay. So, if we have grace, we have the Holy Spirit, why are we not moving forward? Why are we stuck there? Now, there's nothing wrong with taking your mm-hmm. your your bondage, your yokes, your, your your sins. Go to the cross and hammer it to the cross. Because we are told by faith and by grace, we take our cross up daily. Okay? So we go to the cross and we hammer that demon onto the cross. It may take a few times. Demons are clever. They can get out of things. Okay? That's the only reason we should be going to the cross, is to hammer our sins to that cross. Or drilling them, however you want to do, but getting them on there, right? Right. True. And we should leave the cross and walk in the spirit. We should go to the resurrection. Leave the cross and walk with the Holy Spirit. Right? Correct. Okay. Yes. So if we're walking in the spirit, you come across another demon, another issue you have, another problem, another thing. Take that bad boy by the back of his collar, take him back to the cross, hammer him back to the cross again. Cause we're human beings. We're gonna we're gonna go over and over these things. We we we're human beings there, which means that we get as we deal with things in life, we get we go through things in life there that go ahead and attach themselves to us. Right. And we have to go ahead and make sure 
that you know what we don't let those things those things grab a hold of us exactly so so point being okay over 30 are you tracking are you, i hope you're tracking with me i'm tracking with you okay so if we are resurrected with christ new life saved by grace payments done he's paid past present and future one payment that means that every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, God the Father, all the same, should not be at that cross. Should not be dwelling on the cross. Because Jesus isn't dwelling on the cross. Jesus didn't carry it off when he died. When he got resurrected from, from the dead, did he put the cross back on his back and walk down 50 days with a cross on his back? No. Does he have a cross hanging from his necklace? No. The cross vanished when he resurrected. True. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm getting to a point, a real strong point here. Okay. Gotcha. The point I'm trying to make to you is this, guys. We have got to move forward in our faith. We have got to let the Holy Spirit do his job. Jesus left this earth and ascended to heaven to the right-hand seat of God, the Father, and brought down the Holy Spirit as the initial beginning of the church. Not the religious people, the church. Right. Okay, that was the day of Pentecost. Okay, everyone got supernaturally uh, in, 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 engulfed in the Holy Spirit. They came down out of that room and they were making, they were, they were knocking out miracles left and right. Okay, that exists today. The problem with it today is that people are not summonsing the Holy Spirit like that. They're not mustering the Holy Spirit like that. So if you cannot get that Holy Spirit level up, you cannot make movement happen. Okay? Two or more, right. two or more gathered, he's in the midst. Bingo. Okay? But if your only word, there is no Holy Spirit involved in that, it's only literature. There's a lot of churches in this world, in this city, in this country, who are strictly word. The word does nothing without the Holy Spirit French braided into the word. Okay? True. So, divine intervention, spiritual growth, discipleship, and all those good, wonderful things that the church is supposed to teach are woven into the Holy Spirit. So that divine change can happen with children, young people, young adults, and adults alike. True. Okay? Because when you read the word, you're not supposed to read from your interpretation. You're supposed to read from the Holy Spirit's interpretation. You know, that, that, that yeah, um, I don't want, I don't want to inter or interrupt your, your uh, point there, but that, that reminds me of... And in a way that reminds me of my journey there that I had, that I was on. I, when, when I originally, when I first got saved and again, you know, forgive me here for, this is going to be another story time here. I'll try to go ahead and keep it as, as short as possible here. But when I, when I first got saved, all right, I went to a fabulous word church. That was, it was wonderful. And I needed that at that time because I needed to go ahead and get grounded in the word and have my have that basis established because without that basis being established there i couldn't go on to the next level all right 
And so once I was in that uh, in that church there for a while, God had me there for a, uh, for a while there. Boom, it was a great word church. Loved it, okay? Still have many, many dear friends today from that church there. And then, but then all of a sudden, God called me into a higher step. And all of a sudden, boom, I went to a church that now was Holy Ghost Fire Church, okay? And it set me ablaze. It changed the trajectory of my life where I am today. Mm -hmm. I thank God that I had, I had that, now I had that combination together that came together, the word and the spirit that came together. Had I just been the word, I would have been off. I'd have been, I'd have been way off. Had I just had the spirit, I would have been way off. But I had the word and the spirit that came together and boom, that's what, that's what happened there. That's when things meshed together. I was in a discussion, um, one of my more cordial Twitter discussions that I have. Okay. <laughs> you rolled your eyes, okay? Yeah. I, one of these days, I will go ahead and tell you what it is. But it was a very, but it was a discussion between two different types of, of uh, preachers. Now, I'll, you know, because I don't talk about people or anything like that. Uh, both of these, both of these ministers, I love, I, I, I do, I, I, I love and respect them, but they're complete ends of the spectrum. One's more of the Holy Ghost fire. The other one is more of just the word. And I made the distinction. I said, I will listen to that person there because he's Holy Ghost fire on, uh, on, a, on a majority of things there. I will listen to this person who's on the word but only for a few things because he's, he can only go ahead and take me so far. So what you're saying here is combination of the spirit and the word together. Okay. So that we can go ahead and move forward. That is the fire and the gas together, the spark and the gas together to get the car moving. Yeah. Now it's, it's, it's very simplistic. You were, you were wanting to go ahead and know why are we are not walking in that realm yet because we have been we've been dumbed down to who we are we've been dumbed down i i am absolutely i am absolutely amazed by you saying that and i mean that in a good way because it's hard for you to admit that those things regarding the church we are dumbed down. All right, let's and and this is one of the things that we let's let's talk about this for a moment. The first thing that we have to do is we got to change. We've got to change the way that we think. Mm-hmm. All right, yep, that's true. All right, here here goes. I'm gonna go ahead and hit this here just just real quick. Man, I've done it before. We're all sinners saved by grace. No, we're not. We were sinners saved by grace. We are no longer sinners saved by grace. We were sinners saved by grace. We are now saints that are walking with God. You show me one where in one place in the word where it says this. To the sinners of the church. To the sinners. Paul the apostle never addressed that one time. Okay. Okay. Let's let's now, let, I, I wanted to address this and it's on the vein. Got it. Okay. okay, I'm not interrupting you for no reason. Got it. Okay, we have there's a mind state to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a mind state to that. 
Sure. Sinners saved by grace, saints walking in the spirit. Got it. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm reading the the YouTube right there. Sorry, GDG Bless just said not just the church but the world is being dumbed down. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Yes, G Bless, you're absolutely right. Um, that's another tactic to keep you on the cross. True. Are, are we agreeing on that? Yes, we are. Okay. So, what's happening is is that the church is saying we're sinners saved by grace, and that keeps you on the cross. That keeps you there. That isn't. That there's no. There's no growth in that because you always think that you're a sinner in that state of mind. Guys, this is a state of mind thing. This is something a whole different thing which you may have been taught in your local church. Yeah. This, this is a state of mind. It's not so much the action because we're we're human. By by we're human and we we do things in our human nature. That's there, there's, there's no two ways about it. However. Condemnation is what the church puts on you. I don't mean church by people. I mean church by building. Okay. Right. Sinners saved by grace is a tactic of keeping you on the cross. Saints moving in the spirit. That's the right direction, Woo! baby. Give me high five. Give me high five. Give me high five. Oh. <laughs> Virtual high five. I'm Wait, loving who, it. Who does, who does that? Who twinkle, does that? twinkle, baby. Twinkle, twinkle. Okay, there we go. There you go. We're so, on the page, bro. That's lovely. And we got to change, but we got to change that. We got to get that mindset out. Look, I'm going to say something here that's going to be you. more, more, more oh, controversial here. Here go we ahead. go. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. You ready? Okay. Look at the term Christian. Christian means little Christ. Look at the term that what we call our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's the King, the big K of the little case. He's the big Lord of the little Lords. Who are the Lord? Who are the little Lords and who are the little Kings? Us, baby, us, us, us. For the record, we are supposed to be ruling and reigning on this earth over here. We are in the stead of Jesus. We are in the stead of Jesus. We are little Christ, which means that we are, while Jesus is, while Jesus is the eternal high priest wrapped up, he's, while he's the eternal high priest there in heaven, and we are waiting for his coming, we are to occupy, and we are to, uh, and we are to, here it goes, here it goes, ready, 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 here it goes, take over, okay, we are to occupy the land, that's in a military term, it is a military statement there, which means that we're to go in and possess the land, take it there for him, and act as him until he comes back. Boom, mm. shots fired, mm -hmm. shots fired, okay? And by the way, the Lord has given us the authority to be able to move in that direction there, but we've been taught that we can't do it. We've been taught that, hey, you know what? We're gonna sin every day. No, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry, I don't oh. buy that for a moment. That's a tactic, guys. It's a tactic to keep you at the cross and no growth. Goodness gracious. Uh, DJ G, G bless high fives, buddy. He's gonna do high fives. He wants to give us high fives. 
High fives, my friend. High fives. Anyone out there, I don't care who it is, high fives on that statement that, that me and NoFlow made a minute ago. Bro, we have got to get out of this, this segmented belief, okay? Get off the cross. Get off the cross. Sinners saved by grace is what was paid. Saints walking with the Holy Spirit is what we do because we got it paid. We move forward. Living waters move us to different horizons, different dreams, aspirations, goals. That's what the Holy Spirit does for us. Jesus didn't want us to stick on the cross. He wanted us to move in the Holy Spirit. Go to different nations, preach to different nations, do different things. Show them the revival of the Holy Spirit. Show them how they can be broken free, be set free by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. Man, I tell you, walk in the Spirit. It is, it was, is a freedom that the Christ set, set us free, completely liberated us. Therefore, keeping standing firm and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. And for the record, how do we not fulfill the lust of the flesh? We walk in the spirit. Mm, walk mm. in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh there. Why? Because you put yourself under, you put yourself under different leadership. You put yourself under different, under different, uh, Sub, uh, submission, surrender, okay? And so that's the whole thing here. You know, we have been we have been taught all this time to go ahead and think of us lower than who we are in Christ. Yes. And that's the thing. Yes. Step out, go step, move into the uh, move into the power and the anointing that he's called you to move into there. When you get up every morning, pray, say, God, say, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that today you choose, you choose to use me. You choose to use me. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you one thing there. You want to know the power and the grace. You want to know the power and the, and the majesty of God, that God knows that even so, even if you, God knows all the little intricate things about you that are not correct, that are not right, but he in his overwhelming mercy and love there, looks over those things there and says, I'm going to use you anyway because I want to show myself to you and through you. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. guess what? Don't even let your own mind limit yourself there because we did, this is the biggest yapper upstairs right oh, here. You ain't lying this about is the that, biggest, dude. this is the biggest talker upstairs is right here i'm pointing at my head here that eight pound problem that we have called our brain stop oh, okay jesus how you stop listening to yourself start letting your spirit man speak to you through the word of god and start thinking and acting like that like that word like the word and start moving in that power there because listen here man here goes right this is it okay this thing right here will talk you out of everything that you ever need to be in Christ. So you need to submit it. You need to bring it down. You need to put it under the under the lordship of Jesus Christ and say, "Listen, I ain't letting my I ain't letting this uh, this thing in my cabeza here go ahead and talk me out of the blessings of God. Ain't gonna happen, man." Absolutely, absolutely. That's I'm going. I'm going on this year. <laughs> Galatians 5.1 out of the English Standard Version says, for, for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. 
NIV says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by slavery, the yoke of slavery. The NASB says it was the freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keeping standing firm and do not be subject again to yoke of slavery. The CSB says for freedom, Christ set us free. Stand firm then and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. New Living Translation. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and do not get tied up again in the slavery to the law. That's pretty good right there. I like the NLT version. New Living Translation was pretty firm. Make sure that you stay free. Stay free. Freedom. Freedom. Hey, thank you, Henry, for the high fives. Henry, give us actual high fives. <laughs> high fives. Yes. GJG Bless says Jesus paid it in full. He did pay it in full. Thank you so much for that, too, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. P.O.D., baby. Payable upon death, man. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. I'm telling you, man. P.O.D. We are the beneficiaries there because Jesus died on the cross there for us there. Rose from the grave. So come on, man. Set Get with free. it. So what does Galatians 5, 1 mean? Paul is writing to the group of Christians in the region of Galatia. And he met them when he traveled there through that area and preached the message of Jesus to them. It's Galatians 1, 11, where that's at. They heard from Paul that through, through faith in Christ, Jesus, death of their sins on the cross. So through his death, death of the sins, okay? They could be forgiven by God and welcomed into the family as, their, as his children. They believed it. Galatians 1.6. Pretty simple stuff. Later, though, a group of Jewish religious leaders from Jerusalem showed up to add that what Paul taught them, these men said that it was good to believe in Jesus, but they also said that men must be circumcised and all must follow the law of Moses to truly be included in the family of God. Galatians 2.4. Mmm, interesting. Without the works of the law, nobody can be saved. Okay, so we're rocking. <laughs> we're in trouble. What if that's the case, man? <laughs> we are done. The law of Moses really rocked and rolled at that point, right? Paul has sent the two chap spent the two chapters building a case against that this teaching. Okay, so Paul taught against that teaching. Okay, he has been empathetic and to, that the rituals and sacraments of the law cannot save anyone. The law reveals our sinfulness, but it cannot provide a way out. Galatians 3, 22 through 24. Okay? Mm -hmm. The law reveals our sinfulness, but it can't give us a way out. True. Jesus is the only one who, who ever kept the law of Moses perfectly. We all know that. He kept the Ten Commandments without a doubt. He's the only one to do it. And then he, he died to pay the penalty for the sins of others. So he fulfilled the law and then died because none of us could do it. So he had to pay the, the ultimate penalty for all the sins past, present, and future. Those who continue to follow the law in order to be right before God are still slaves to their own sin. Paul has written Galatians 4, 8 through 9. So if you're following in that law, you're still the slave. Wow. Wow. Those who continue to follow the law in order to be right before God are still slaves to their own sin. Those who come to God by faith in Christ are free. That vetoes the law of Moses right out the door. 
Now, Paul repeats that message with a call to rebellion against sin and slavery. He tells the Galatians, and by extension, all Christians, that Christ has set us free. So we ought to stand firm. We should not take the yoke of slavery again. In other words, believers ought not let anyone tell them they must follow all the rules and restrictions of the law of Moses to be right with God. Jesus has made them right. Okay. So, again, please listen to what, what we're saying here. Okay. We should not take that yoke of slavery again. In other words, believers ought not let anyone tell them they must follow all the rules and restrictions of the law of Moses to be right with God. And if you remember right, what happened? Jesus said, to follow the 10, I'll break it down to two. Love God, love your neighbor. Everything else falls in line. If you love God, you love your neighbor, you won't go ahead and try to date your neighbor's wife. Well, no you know, kidding, Jesus. You won't go ahead and try to steal from them. You won't go ahead and lie about them. You won't go ahead and murder them. You won't go ahead and take the, you know, uh, use the name of the Lord in vain against them. You won't go ahead and try to do any of those things there. You won't try to go ahead and lust after them. Because it's filled in that law. It breaks it down. You can you sit down to two. Love God and love your neighbor. Okay? Uh, you know, Paul, Paul will show the following verses in dire consequences of trying to be justified by God through following the law. There's consequences to follow the law. There is redemption in following Christ. Freedom, guys. This is all this boils down to is just trying to get you to understand how important freedom really is. And I'll tell you what, you know what, the uh, when when you uh, when you learn how to go ahead and walk with the Lord. All right. That's the place that uh, that you need to that you need to be at there. That's the place where God can uh, can use you to go ahead and change nations and affect nations there. One of the things that bothers me that really kind of just that really kind of. Um, I would say irritates me is that, you know, I, when I, when I pray for people to get saved, all right, I know that not every person out there that prays the prayer with me to get saved there is really meaning it. But you know what? I'll tell you one thing that I, uh, that I was uh, one time, and I really believe that the Lord spoke this to my heart, and I want to share this, okay? I was praying for a family member, and this family member is very, very dear to me. I, I, I love this person with all my heart. Would lay my life down for him at a moment's notice. And I did pray the sinner's prayer with him about 20 years ago. He gave his heart to the Lord. All right. And, you know, uh, about 10 years ago, he told me, he goes, he said this out of his own mouth. He said, remember when you prayed that, uh, that prayer with me? I said, yeah. He said, I didn't mean it. Okay, and you know what? At first, it bothered me. It bothered me there. I said, "Okay, you know what? You know, I I, I wished I would have known." But you know what? I believe that the Lord spoke to my heart. I believe the Lord said to me. He said he may not have meant it, but I did take him seriously. I took his word for it, and that gave me a little bit of a comfort. I went, "Okay, you know what? I believe that God, when people pray, God takes their words. God takes their words seriously." And God, God expects them to deliver on that word. Of course. So, 
I believe that God does. So why am I saying that there? Because I know that everybody's not going to go ahead and, and mean what they're when they're when they pray with me there to receive the Lord. But you know what? It is not my job to go ahead and dis, and discriminate and say, well, you didn't mean it. He did. He did. He meant it. You didn't mean it. You you didn't mean it over there. My job is to go ahead and bring every person in to the kingdom of God. And guess what? My great shepherd, my Jesus, will go ahead and uh, and and be able to sort out the rest. Okay, sort out those that do mean it, those that don't mean it there. But my job is to go ahead and present it to everybody there, and to let everybody come, uh, everybody be able to receive Christ. So. One thing that bothers me is is that people make it so hard for other people to go ahead and get saved sometimes. Well, you got to give this up. You got to give that up. You got to go ahead and give up your cigarettes. You got to give up this. You got to do that. No, listen. All right. I'm not going to put the the cart before the horse here. I remembered one time talking to a young man, a man in a parking lot for 30 minutes there. I pleaded with him to accept Jesus. And he kept telling me, I'm not going to go. I can't do it. I got to I got to smoke a cigarette. I got to do this. I got to do that. I, I got to give up my cigarettes. Listen, dude, I said, don't worry about your cigarettes. Give your life to Christ. Do it. And you know what? He would not do it because he said, I, I still got to smoke my cigarettes. I said, finally, at the end, I said, listen, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and leave you alone. But I want you to remember this that you can call out on the name of Jesus anytime there to be saved. And when you get into that position where you want to do that, give your, and you can just say, Jesus, I need you. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know what? 36 hours later, that man was murdered. Okay? That man was murdered just yards away from where I talked to him about the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I said, look here, man. You know what? The dangerous thing about it is, is that he, is that, I pray, I hope and pray that he did cry out to Jesus before he was killed to give and he said, Jesus, help me. Jesus, save me. I pray that he did that. Mm-hmm. All right. But to think to this here, that he kept himself, he could have possibly kept himself from being saved because he was worried about a little sin that he had in his life. Okay. Now, we do the same thing here. We sit there and we put restrictions on people and we say, look here, you know what? You got to do this. You got to do that to come to Christ. Listen, come to Christ first. Let Jesus do the cleaning. Let Jesus do the washing. Let Jesus do the purification. And then you won't be giving those things up out of out of requirements there. You'll be giving those things up because you want to. So this is the problem we're having. People think of church and they think I have to go clean up before I can go. That is absolutely a false statement. I want you to come as you are. I want you to walk in the door. I don't care if you're addicted to what you're addicted to. It don't matter to me. It don't matter to me what kind of music you listen to. It don't matter to any of that. Okay. Last thing you want is walk into a church and get judgment. Last thing you want is walk into a church and believe you have to give money automatically. Judgment and money are two things that keep people from church automatic, okay? And it's sad. Church hurt. Church church is lack of freedom, okay? What do I mean by that? I mean that there are people in the church who pass judgment, who stop people from, from excelling and moving forward because of personal vendettas, personal problems, personal issues, 
and control. Okay? It's the truth. That's the way it is. Okay? And there are a lot of people in this world who have been church hurt, lack of freedom, that can really do something for the church, can really excel, can really bring souls to the kingdom through music, through media, through preaching, through art, mimes, drama. God knows all kinds of different avenues. They can excel. They can really put on some God. God can do some special stuff with them. But the church says no, no, and no. Why? Who knows? They don't. They, they, they do not want to see people excel. They want to keep it all in the box. Well, we'll do this. We'll do that, but only on a condition basis. tell you this a church that lets you excel a church that lets you express yourself a church that lets you minister however god has it in your heart to minister is a church you want to be affiliated with a church that has living water flowing through it that goes forward that is connected to the city in all different facets who are doing all kinds of different things with with people feeding people clothing people essentials uh Youth groups blowing up. Kids are getting blessed. Kids are teaching their parents about God. That's what you want to be a part of. You want to be a part of a moving vessel. We're talking about, we're not sinners saved by grace. We're saints moving in the spirit. Well, the church should be doing that. Moving in the spirit. Blind eyes, deaf ears, lame walk, street ministry, having people in position to be able to do these things that are from there. How are you going to do street ministry if nobody from the streets? How are you going to talk to the streets if you haven't been from her? Ain't no one going to listen to you. You can talk to people who are casual Christians and they'll listen to you because you're a casual Christian. People on the streets, they only listen to people from the streets. You got to understand the language. You got to understand the mojo. You got to understand the lifestyle. You got to be able to talk with them and they understand that you've been there. Street ministry is very difficult because a lot of people think they can do it because they have the power of God. But without the knowledge of the streets, without the flow of the streets, they're not going to listen to you. Not real ones. Okay? These are the attributes a church should have moving forward, using creativity to cause salvation to come to the life of somebody. Okay? That's what I'm big at. I'm big at creativity. I like changing things. I like moving not one graphic have you seen from this station the same always something different always something moving forward always talking about progression right we're always doing that because there is no sense in move of, of doing something if you're not going to move forward with it let the spirit do what the spirit does let the holy spirit work how the holy spirit works don't be a micromanager don't be stuck on the cross it was paid don't stay at the cash register. Use what was paid for something that's going to be a profit. P-R-P-H-E-T, a profit. Okay? I'm going to dig in one more thing before I, I before I hush my mouth about this. What's the difference between, and I'm, I'm not going to say this to, 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 to ring your bell, but I'm going to ask you a question. What's the difference between spiritual prosperity and Prosperity gospel. What is the difference? Is there a difference between them and what is it? 
a difference between spiritual prosperity and the prosperity gospel. Yes. So, okay. So the so you can be you can prosper in the things of God there when it comes to the financial part of it there. Okay. Now that part there is in and itself not wrong, but if you're not prospering spiritually with it, then that may go ahead and cause problems down the line later on. Yeah. Now, because let me give you, uh, let me give give you an example here. All right, the gifts of God. There's two types of there's 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 two types of things that that uh, that you can there's you can have gifts and you can have character the gifts and callings of god are with are are not revocable they're not negotiable your character is mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. what does that mean i'm gonna give you an example that i saw the other night okay now all right and and this is the story of a man by the name of jim jones all right mm -hmm. Now, Jim Jones, I'm sure everybody's heard of him. All right. Have you heard of him? Do you yeah. know who he is? Yeah, I, don't even know. I, I know of him. Jim Jones, 1979, Guyana. Okay. And the, and the, and the, uh, the, uh, the city of Guyana. Jim Jones was what we would consider to be a Pentecostal preacher. At one time, he was pretty solid with the Lord. All right. He was pretty solid there in the things of God there. He actually had miracle services there where great things happened. Now, all right, so the gifts of God moved among, moved in, uh, inside of him, okay? But here's the problem here, all right? The gifts of God, which are irrevocable, not negotiable, okay? You can operate in the gifts of God. Mm -hmm. All right, you can see those things happen. You can see the miraculous happen there, but if you don't have the character to go ahead and equal those gifts or be even greater than those gifts there, you're going to run into some problems. Because guess what happened? All right. When God's, when, when Jim, when Jim Jones had a, he had a, he had a, a, a church called the People's Temple. Okay. Uh, and so and there were people there that i knew personally that i met and that were my friends there that said yeah god used to use him to do great things but then all of a sudden because his character didn't match up there and it didn't continue to keep growing and he had issues with his character guess what happened mm -hmm. the man went cuckoo and now if you want to know where the term comes from where you heard if you hear somebody say don't drink the kool-aid that is in reference to what Jim Jones did because Jim Jones and the town of Guyana in 1979 ordered 914 people to be murdered by having them drink Kool-Aid. That's where the term comes from. Don't drink Kool-Aid. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Now, and he demanded that they drink the Kool-Aid and everybody... They were either they had to obey him or else they were shot. Okay. And the, and here's how off. Now, here's the reason why I'm mentioning this here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because he, first of all, ordered the children 
Chippy to drink the Kool-Aid. The Kool-Aid was laced with poison. Mm. The Kool-Aid was laced with poison there. And they drank the Kool-Aid there, and that's why they, uh, and because it was filled with poison, they all died. 900 people died. Okay? Actually, it was 914. 909 were, 909 were murdered through drinking the Kool-Aid, which was laced with poison. Okay? And five were shot and killed that were trying to go ahead and get off the island there, get off, get out of that town there. And they came after them and they killed them. Okay. Right here. So this is where he's coming from, okay? If you guys, guys Google it, it says J Jones proposed revolutionary suicide by way of ingesting a powdered drink mix made from flavor aid, later mis-ingredient as Kool-Aid, that was lethally laced with cyanide and other drugs. Yes. That's what, if you Google it, that's what so, pops up. That's where you get the term, don't drink the Kool-Aid. What am I saying now for, okay, this is what I'm saying. This is, this, is, this is really good stuff, guys. Here, this is it, okay? So back to what we were saying about the prosperity, about the prosperity gospel there and about the about the spiritual prosperity there. So again, in and of, in, in and of itself there, there's nothing wrong with God financially prospering you there, but you have got to make sure because those are the gifts. Those are the gifts there. Those are those are things that God is going to honor and bless you if you. So uh, He's got to honor His word. Okay, He had to. Did you know? Listen, here's here's a point. All right, Red Blue. Did not God have to honor the prodigal son's wish when He said, "Give me my inheritance"? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, He did. Yeah, but that's different. Yes. That's different than what's going on. Okay, but, 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 but here's the point. Okay, God had to honor that, so God will honor His word. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. God will honor his word. And yes, prosperity is part of the gospel there. But what's more important there, if you want to go ahead and make sure that you are staying on track there and not allowing, not allowing the physical part of it there, the physical prosperity to overtake you there, is you got to make sure that your character and your spirit man mm. is staying with it or ahead of it there. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Because then you will be moving one-on-one -on -one in agreement there, and you will not be going off in some cuckoo land. You will not be going off and going, out, going into some wacko thing here where all of a sudden now, uh, you, you know, the, the, the physical blessings have overtaken the, the spirit of your, the, 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 your spiritual growth there. So as long as you go ahead and you maintain both the spiritual, both the physical and the spiritual at the same time there, and I will dare say this, get, get the spiritual ahead of the physical there, okay? Then all of a sudden you will be able to handle those things that come. That's why when when pastor when my pastor was praying that God would send him a million dollars there, God told him, he said, I'll send you a million dollars when I do a million dollars worth of work in you. So that we can make sure that we're staying solid there and we're not going off in, into all different types of familiar things. So do you see what I, what I'm, why I'm mentioning the correlation there? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's why I'm reading it because I'm, I'm, I'm getting the... I'm getting the history and the story of this because I didn't know the story that well. And it was a great flavored beverage, grape of all people, of all flavors. <laughs> but drinking the Kool-Aid is an expression used to refer to persons who believes in po possibly doomed or dangerous idea because of perceived potential high rewards. No flow, you're kicking butt today. It's awesome. This is an awesome thing. 
The phrase typically carries a negative connotation. It also it can also be used ironically or humorously to refer to accepting an idea or changing a per, per, preference due to popularity, peer pressure, or persuasion. Man, no flow. This is this don't is good. drink Kool Aid. This is good stuff. In recent years, it, it has evolved further to mean extreme dedication to a cause or purpose. So extreme that the one would drink the Kool Aid and die for the cause. That sounds real. That's religion. That's just religion written all over that. The whole point of the, the of the story there is is that Jim Jones started off on a right on a right on a right spot there. Well, it says but he it, went bonkers. It says right here in November eighteenth of nineteen seventy eight, Jones ordered that the members of the Representative Leo Ryan's party be killed after several detectors yep. chose to leave with the party. Yeah, that's so. That's the five people that I were talking about. They were shot on their way uh, as they were right. trying to escape. Leo Ryan was a representative from the United States Congress there. Residents of the commune later committed suicide by drinking a great flavored beverage laced with uh, potassium cyanide. Some were forced to drink it. Some such as a small as a children drank it unknowingly. Roughly 918 people, di people died. Wow. Man, this is a great reference. Guys, this is, this is exactly what we're talking about. They're, they're, we we are we are so stuck on the cross with sinners saved by grace, and we're drinking that Kool Aid rather than be saints, moving in the Spirit, getting away from that bondage and and being set free. This is an awesome awesome reference to what we're talking about. I that's how the Holy Spirit does it. He opens doors of this type of stuff, and it, it just it just makes it worth it. Okay, Jones proposed. Revolutionary, revolutionary suicide by way of ingesting the power drink mixed from a flavored drink laced with cyanide. But guys, all this bondage, all this sin, all this religion, all this stuff was nailed to that cross when Christ died. And if you remember right in the story, most stories, even the Passion of the Christ, as soon as he said it was finished, what happened? An earthquake happened and the veil was torn. We have freedom. We are saints moving in the spirit. We're not sinners saved by grace anymore. When you go to the cross. Thank you. Twinkle, twinkle, baby. Twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, today, I mean, <laughs> it is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing because the Holy Spirit has a way of revealing these things. He has a way of bringing union Take the word and take the Holy Spirit and French braid it together and get freedom because the bondage of sin is not in the word of God. Freedom is in the word of God. The Holy Spirit activates that freedom in the word of God. So it redeems you, retrieves you, rewards you in the prosperity in the spiritual realm, content of character and fruits of your labor turn into a prosperic movement and God opens doors for you to be in that world. It's that simple. Don't get the, don't let the money mess up the mission. True. Don't let the money mess up the mission. That's true. Let the money work the mission. Put it back into the mission so the blessings become what they need to become. 
You know what this reminds me of here? Oh and my and, goodness, and, Lord and, Jesus! And, and and this is something that is all that is more important now. And and listen, here's the thing: we are Pentecostals, we are tongue talkers, we are laying on of hands, mm. casting out mm. devils. Okay, we're all of that. Okay, I believe in that. I live by that. I preach that. I teach that, and I understand that. But let me tell you something. There's something deeper than that, okay? And us Pentecostals, we kind of stop at this area too. But let's go deeper. We, you you, you want to go? How much time we got left? Nah, about twenty. We got twenty minutes. I, I'm gonna go a little bit deeper. Okay, go deeper. Okay. All right, I'm go a little bit deeper. Here goes. Jesus himself said this when they stood before the Lord and they said, "Lord, Lord." Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not cast out? Did we not heal the sick? Did we not raise the dead? What did Jesus say to them? He said, depart from me. I, I never, never knew, knew you. you. Here's the point. Mm. All right, let's bring this home here. Mm. Okay. There's something deeper and as Pentecostals, we got to go deeper than this. There's something deeper than just, listen, do I believe in laying on of hands? Do I believe in people being knocked out on the floor? Yes, I believe it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it a hundred and I've seen it. I've been a part of it. It's happened to me. I have, I have experienced it. But you know what? I am not interested in how you go down. I'm not interested if you get knocked on the back, on your back there. I'm not interested in how that happens. I'm interested in how you get up. Ah. Ah, yes. Amen. Amen. No, Flo, you're I, rocking and rolling. I'm interested in how you get up. Okay? What did... Yes. Praise God, man, that you were knocked out under the power of God. But I want to know what happened while he was operating on you. Oh. I want to know what was happening while God had to go ahead and shut you down so that he could work on you, man. I have to know. Mm. I want to know. What's more important to me is not how you got knocked down. It's not how did the man push you down? Did the preacher push you down? Did you fall down? Did you oh swoon down? It don't matter to me. I want to know how you got up, man. What? 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 I want to know how you how you got up. What happened inside your character, man, when you were down on that floor? Mm. Because mm. that ultimately is what's going to be the most important thing there to be done. Amen. Now, you mm. can sit. I'll tell you, this is where I'm going with this here. You can have those things happen. You can see them. But there's a deeper thing that us Pentecostals need to also go ahead and understand and move be, and move and, and go and go beyond here. And it's this. I the the whole thing when Jesus said, and I never knew you. Mm. He was saying that, you know what, you had the gifts, but you didn't have me. Right. I want to get to the point in my life there where my personal relationship with Jesus Christ is more important than anything else. And everything comes out of that there so that when I stand before him, this is what I want him to say. I want to say, Lord, I did cast out devils in your name. Lord, I did it heal the sick. Works. And then he's going to sit there and he's going to say to me, come on in, son, and enjoy the works that have been that uh, that uh, enjoy the kingdom of God there because I knew you, 
I knew you in a relationship manner. I knew you in an intimate matter that only a husband and wife knows, that only lovers know. I knew you in that intimate mo- in that matter. I knew you. I knew you. Mm-hmm. And that knowing us there, it that is a, that is beyond just a hey a mm-hmm. friendship. Oh hey, you know what? You're a Facebook friend. I know you. No, I'm sorry. This is husband and wife knowing. This is Adam. This is Adam and Eve knowing. This is a how they how the uh, how uh, uh, when when two when two people get together and they copulate their relationship under marriage. That type of knowing right there. God just gave this to me. The word and the Holy Spirit, French Brady, is a marriage. Okay? The word of God and the Holy Spirit are a marriage. You can't have one without the other. And if you use one without the other, you're not getting the whole picture. The word will not reveal itself without, well, without them together. So all you guys who just read the word and do not have the Holy Spirit French braided, you're only getting literature, you're not getting revelation. And all you guys who just say, you know what? I'm gonna live this free and li- free, free and, and, and wild. You need to be grounded. You need to be grounded. You have to have an anchor in your life, okay? Such amazing revelation today, tonight. We have to understand this. Moving forward is moving forward. If you're not moving forward, what are you doing? Yes, Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. His word does not change. However, we do new and different things all the time. Because there are people out there who need to hear the gospel, who don't all listen to the same language, all don't listen to the same culture, all don't listen to the same music, okay? I get totally excited when I hear new music come out and hear these youngsters just coming with some really good material. You guys heard it at the beginning of the show. At the beginning of the show, I played uh, um, uh, Robin. I played Rob Isaiah Robin. I think it was Isaiah Robin. Okay, with No More Witches. That kid is on fire. And there is a ton of artists that we deal with on the station that all listen, all do the same thing. On fire for the Lord. Their messages are, are incredible. Okay? New and different way. Move forward. Stop sitting on the cross. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Get yourself in a position where the Holy Spirit can use you and you're not stopped by formality, by religion, by cultism, or by any other thing that can stop you. Don't let the dam stop you. Jump over that dam and keep on flowing. Because the only way people's lives are changed is by the flow of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way it changes. Because people do not want to hear just word. They want to see action. They want to see your content of character. They want to see the fruits of your labor. They want to know that you understand them. That you get them. Now, you may not have been through everything they've been through, but there's somebody for everybody. You could could talk to somebody and you can connect with them. And I can't. 
because I don't understand that that history. But I could talk to somebody that you would never have an opportunity to talk to because you don't know the language. True. Okay. That's why I love DJs so much. DJs know how to make something that was constructed and blended to where it's so cool and new and different. Okay. We have two amazing DJs we work with. We work with G Bless and work with Viroc Jesus. Those guys are incredible DJs. They do incredible work. Okay. New and different. New. Move forward. Do not let occultism and religion continue in sin. Your sin, sin or sin by grace, faith saved by grace. Do not let that be your ultimate end. Be saints moved by the spirit. No flow said it. I'm banking on it. Amen. And you know, what it boils down to is, is that is, is is this here, okay? Everything that we're talking about here, it, 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 it focuses on one thing here. It focuses in on having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Understanding Jesus, okay? Coming to Jesus there without any preconceived notions or ideas there and asking him to make himself real to you in ways that you could never imagine ever before. Absolutely, okay? absolutely. And that's the most important part about this whole thing here, about everything that we're talking about at this moment right now. It is about understanding him. Okay, what we're going to do before we end the show, because we only have like 12 minutes and we got, we still got to go into our lead part. Anyone out there who has been locked down with yokes, <laughs> who has been locked down with bondage, anyone out there who are dealing with struggling sin, take that sin and nail it to the cross. Drill it to the cross so you can't get off the cross. I right now, in the name of Jesus, break every, Jesus break every bondage every yoke off of anyone right now listening and watching to this program right now break it in jesus name break it get rid of it move on nail to the cross and move on with your life don't let it be a hindrance no flow go ahead do your thing as he said as 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 rev uh, as rev I, i'm gonna have I, I have to get used to that rev blue okay <laughs> i love you brother I love you, brother. I do. Wait. So if I bring my if I bring my ordination uh, uh, card next uh, next week, there does it mean I get to be called uh, Rev No Flow? Absolutely. All right. Okay. Deal. Okay. Right. We got a deal there. Uh, you know what? I still got to order my. Uh, I'm not even going to bring it up. Okay. Right. <laughs> we'll proceed. Proceed. We'll, we'll, we're, we're doing we're doing good so far. Yes, sir. So. The uh, yeah, so here, so here it is. There again, it's about just coming to Jesus there and being and and be and and being open to receiving Him there. As I told you the story earlier, there I encountered that man that did not know that 36 hours later he was going to be stabbed and murdered by another crazy guy. All right, so you don't know where life is going to go ahead and take you. You don't know if this is when you would ever have this next chance to do this you don't know okay and i pray that you would receive christ now in your heart and you would be born again but if not if you choose not to i'm going to go ahead and leave you with this here okay if you don't pray this with us i want you to know that at any moment right now anytime before you before you pass on 
you could say, you could cry out to the name of Jesus. It is the name of Jesus that saves you. It's not a prayer that saves you. It's not anything that certain wording that saves you there. It is the fact that you just say, Jesus, 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 uh, Jesus. And that name is going to go ahead and save you there. Absolutely. If you are dying in the middle, if you're in the middle of the ocean and you can't, and you're and you're about to drown, you say Jesus, He will save you. So it don't matter. That's the whole point there. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever, don't ever think that you can't. And I will tell you another thing right now. Do not ever think that you are so bad that you are so unworthy that you are so wicked or so rotten that Jesus can't forgive you. Right. There is not anything that Jesus cannot forgive. You think of the worst sin in the world, Jesus can forgive it there. You think of the worst person in the world, Jesus can forgive him. That's why I will tell you right now, if Adolf Hitler was dead, if Adolf, if Adolf Hitler called out on Jesus before he died, he's saved. If Jeffrey Dahmer called out on Jesus before he died, he's saved. It don't matter. Now, I'm sure that you're not worse than Adolf Hitler and you're not worse than Jeffrey Dahmer, so I think you're pretty good there. But it don't matter. Even if you were, Jesus could still save you. So, right now, at this moment, mm -hmm. I want you to pray this with me right now. I want you to say, Jesus. Jesus. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. As my Lord. As my Lord. And my Savior. And my Savior. Jesus. Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Wash me clean. Make me whole. Make me whole. And Jesus. And Jesus. I want to live for you. I want to live for you. From this moment forward. From this moment forward. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus. For saving me. For saving me. Forgiving me. Forgiving me. And making me a new person. And making me a new person. Now, Father, I pray over every person that just said that right now. I pray over every person to be touched by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name that Jesus, you're going to make yourself real to him than her and whoever. And you're going to go ahead. That was for all those that didn't know if they were him or her, okay? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm doing this for a reason. This right here started, Seal started this. Uh, so Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, yes, Father, for touching their lives and yes. ministering your love to them and revealing yourself in a way that they could have never imagined before. Yes, Father. And we pray that over yes. right now in the precious name, name of, of Jesus. Jesus. Okay, if you guys are wondering what I'm doing this, this is called the marriage between word and Holy Spirit. Usil started this weeks ago or whatever, when a good friend of us by the name of Ricky Brown, his song said that said, we, we can't be friends if we can't stack ends. Translation, if you're not going to move forward with me, we can't rock together. Why I say that? We're not sinners saved by grace. We are saints moving in the spirit. If we, we can't be friends, if we can't stack ends, we cannot rock together if we can't move forward together. It's a marriage. Okay? Mm -hmm. Word and spirit. When I do this, that's what that means. 
Freedom, guys. Freedom matters. We got to have freedom and we got to move forward. How can two be in agreement there if they can't walk together? Absolutely. So listen, walk with Jesus. Let me just say this right here. Okay. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. You know, when, you know what Jesus says? I know we're, we're coming up here to the end. Mm-hmm. Jesus told Simon Peter this. He said, Simon Peter, before Jesus went, before Jesus uh, uh, wrote, uh, went ahead, went and sent it up to heaven, he told Simon Peter, he said, Simon Peter, he said, you know what? Listen, he said, there was a time when you dressed yourself. Mm-hmm. There was a time when you did things yourself. There was mm-hmm. a time when you were able to go ahead and do things on your own. Mm-hmm. But there'll come a time when you will be led, when you will be, you know, do you re- do you remember the scripture? He's, uh, I'm trying to remember it here. Uh, he said, where you will, mm-hmm. where you will be led, where you will be, where you would not be able to go ahead and dress yourself, where you will not be able to go ahead and, and walk just by yourself there. All right. What was he saying? He was saying, Simon, for all your life at this moment right now, you've done things on your own. You've gone ahead and mm-hmm. been your own person, your own independent person there. But there will come a time, Simon, where guess what? I will be the one that will be leading you. You will not be dressing yourself. You will not mm-hmm. be going ahead and walking by yourself there. But there will come a time where I will be the one that will be guiding you. And Simon, Peter, I will tell you this right now. It will end. You want to know it will end. Your destiny will be fulfilled there. You'll be able to go ahead and die a martyr's death there because I will be the one that will be leading you and guiding you and dressing you and encouraging you and strengthening you. You won't be doing it on your own strength anymore. Absolutely. So guess what? That's the point in life that we all need to get at. Where it isn't about us anymore. It ain't about us, and it ain't about our. Oh, I'm a, I'm an independent man. No, it's about the fact that we have come to our lives to where we're so dependent upon Him that He will guide us and lead us there into our destiny. That's it. Absolutely, guys. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the house party Wednesday nights. I want to let you all know. Where we'll be playing back on Friday and Monday. We all know what comes up at the end of the month. Be safe. Do the right thing. Let God be your control. Be your be be up there. Be safe. All the kids out there, be safe this this month. Take care of yourselves. I want to say happy holy ween. Happy holy ween. Okay. Yes. Take care of yourselves, guys. Do not get caught up. Look both ways when crossing the street. Definitely. And we love you. Anything else you want to add, No Flow? Jesus is Lord. Absolutely. Lord of all. And like I always say, Pentecost, because he paid it at all costs. Cost. Much love to you guys. We'll see you next week, next month. We'll see you. Much love. From heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. The God we serve is made.
just love. Got the thigh from above. Speaking of drums, Captain Nine Female. Get the Shekinah glory. Blood boss, so this world can't afford me. Tongue talking, holy roller. Standing on the front lines, like I'm a soldier. Youngin', but I got more wisdom than half of y'all that's older. If the minister was present, you could call me the vice. Apostolics, take my advice. The sole purpose that you live is to serve Christ. I ain't no nine to nine. Pentecost, heritage, hanging deep. It's like the U.S. disadvantage. About to drop the bomb. Spit flames, I don't play no games. Pentecostals, proclaim his name. This your way, thumb. We stand, 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 Six down, one more back in the pine, and it's time for the grave. But until then, I'ma shine for divine, making sure everybody know I was made this way. Even though I'm a regenerated hybrid, I'm full of my ways, it's sparking the halo and vibrant rage. Let the prophets of Baal see the fire as it descends and devours all of the ambient flesh. 
that love sin, thus honoring the Father who sits upon the throne. All the glory and power to His name and His alone. Cause in these days, you gotta have the power of the Holy Ghost. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge in whom I boast. Now with that anointing, I bring the new wine and the flow is sick. So break the gold seal off of that gap and ginger a sip. I got that breastplate of righteousness and zeal I wear as a cloak. The anointing don't break the yoke. The anointing destroys the yoke. The anointing is God on flesh. It ain't you or anything that you can create. Pump your grace. I need your power to guide me. One touch. And then I need your grace to define me. One touch. One the touch. Time. Nothing if not blended with one touch. You're in the mix with DJ Blue.